0: This is Positively Hygiene, hygiene with your hosts, Amber Lovatos, Amy Prenting, and Angela Doe. Listen on as we dive into the positive of dental hygiene.
1: So I want to know what you guys did the summer before you got into hygiene school. I got a DM the other day. Someone asking me um, they got into hygiene school. They Yay. found out. I know. I was so excited for her. And she wants to know what suggestions or what recommendations I had for her before the summer, well, now coming up, right? Or now, (laughs) before
0: hygiene school, what she should do. I would say work, (laughs) save up some money. Hygiene school can be expensive. And there's just like a lot of costs that come up, like surprising costs that come up that you just wouldn't expect, even if it's just to be able to like pay for lunch or parking, our school charged for parking, which sucked. Um, But it was just like, yeah, those little things like having to buy scrubs, uh, things that weren't, like, were not included in tuition, right? So we know, our, you, know you have to pay for your instruments. You got to pay for tuition. All that's already expensive. But then there's, like, additional things that just seem like an extra book or whatever tool that you might need. So I would say spend some time working.
1: Yeah. Or even, like... A- cost of living in those two years because not that you can't work while you're in hygiene school but you definitely won't work as much as you're able to now I know I mean I only worked on like the breaks and the holidays but I knew some people they would work on the weekends. Um, but it w- you, you definitely don't make the same income. Yeah. But Amy, you had said you worked during hygiene school. I did. I actually
2: worked at Starbucks and I did this as a challenge to myself. So when I was doing my prereqs, I was working full-time during the day at a bank and then I would do night school. So I did like my biochem, all of that at night school. Um, and then I applied to the program. Once I got into the program, I knew I wouldn't be able to work just because the hours that we were in the program, you couldn't work around it because I had a 45-minute commute to a campus, but then we would start at 7 a.m., class would go until 10, and then we'd have maybe a 45-minute break and the next lecture would start. It wasn't at 8 to 5 like I know a lot of programs are. So Starbucks was the one thing I could find that the hours made sense, Um, but it was a challenge for me. And I think that would be my number one piece of advice is in the summer before hygiene school, find a skill, like a hands-on skill that that intimidates you. Like for me, I would go to Starbucks all the time and I would watch the baristas just effortlessly concoct like any kind of latte. And I was like, what are they doing? Like, how do they know this entire menu? Like, I didn't even know what Americano was, you know, but like they're all like flipping cups back there. And I was, this is nuts. And then so I was, I'm going to do that. I'm going to become a barista. I'm going to do this. The hours are going to work for me. I'm going to be able to carry it out through hygiene school. And I did. And it was the best investment, I'd say, in my student life because I was able to conquer being a barista the hygiene or the summer before hygiene school so when I had to learn an instrument it was intimidating at first but I always had that to fall back on I was always like okay well you know I felt the same way the first time I had to make a cappuccino and now I can make one of my eyes closed so like how is that different than learning how to scale with an 11 12 Gracie you know like it was intimidating to hold instruments at first but coming back to the summer before I was like you know what I conquered that I can conquer this so maybe it's not working. Maybe you want to learn how to do crochet. Maybe there's something that just, you know, some kind of skill that you just have never done before. I would say build up that confidence because you're going to need
0: it in the yeah. hygiene program. I will say like I did work as a dental assistant before. And I don't necessarily feel like being a dental assistant helped me a whole lot in dental hygiene school. The one pro I would say is that because I had already worked with patients, when we went into clinical portion of dental hygiene school I wasn't afraid in getting into people's mouths mm. like I was already used to like working with people and that I felt for a lot of my classmates was maybe like the fear and holding them back was just like they weren't used to like you know sometimes manhandling people like you know just getting in there and doing the work and they felt just that gave them a little bit more anxiety so if you have the opportunity to go and work in a practice I feel like there's some benefits that you don't need to be a dental assistant. Honestly, I felt like I had to unlearn a lot of the things, a lot of the bad habits and the things that I thought that I knew that I really didn't know. I felt like I, did, I did do a lot of unlearning. So there's no, it's not a necessity, but I did feel it helped me in being able to interact with patients, like knowing how to deal with patients. Which I'm sure like working at Starbucks and working at a bank, you also kind of get those things. But there is that like initial fear of like, Touching a patient for the first time. Oh, that was huge for me. I remember my,
2: bless his soul, my uh, colleague, Ron, he was my first patient and he was an assistant before. So he was, he was so understanding. Oh my gosh, I am so grateful I had him as like my first ever patient because I was petrified. All it was was it wasn't even our instruments. They gave us the plastic (laughs) disposable hand mirrors, you know, like they didn't even trust us with like the titanium at that point. And then they, um, you know, so they said just like practice retracting a, a cheek, practice retracting the tongue, you know, with a hand mirror and then. I was so scared to touch him. I was like, Ron, I can't do it. And he's like, Amy, you got to do it. And I was like, I, I can't do it. Like, you're freaking me out. Like I can't." Like. And then um, I was like, I don't want to hurt you. And he's like, you're not going to hurt me. Watch. And he grabs the hand mirror from my hand and just yanks his cheek out with it.
0: And I am like, what are you doing? And I, I mean, was, it was a little bit of manhuddling. We are like yeah. all up in there, you know. And there is kind of like you got that tongue is strong. You yeah. got to push that tongue out of the way. Like you, there needs to be like some grip to that. So I think that was, um, if you have the opportunity to do that and get some like real experience, like working with patients to help you get over that initial fear. I think that would be nice. I know sometimes people talk about like studying. I wouldn't necessarily spend a whole lot of time studying. The only thing I would maybe recommend is learning like teeth numbers Maybe teeth names like basic like molar, premolar, first molar, second molar, and then the surfaces of the teeth. Because I do remember like, well, dental anatomy was and oral anatomy, whatever they call it in your school, is not the same for everybody. I do remember that like first class for us was really overwhelming for people because we were. That's basically what they taught us the first day was teeth numbers, was teeth names, and then they started talking about yeah. So the mesial distal of tooth number three on the you know, and it was like people were like, this is a whole other language, and it became like quickly overwhelming and stressful in that first visit and you don't want to start like school like anxiety filled.
1: Amber, you said that you don't feel like dental being a dental assistant helped you a lot in dental hygiene school. But for me, I feel the complete opposite. Oh, interesting. Because dental is like a different language. Like I got used to hearing mesiodistal distal buckle, what what it's called. I mean, I know even when I like trained dental assistants, they would, I would say buckle thinking, you know, B-U-C-C-A-L, but they would spell buckle like a belt
0: buckle. Oh, "Oh," you know, Mm -hmm. like just
1: training your brain that different way. So I felt At least I was comfortable with the dental talk (laughs) and the dental language. And it was just one less thing for me to worry about. But I will say definitely I know. Yeah, I agree. Dental anatomy was a challenge for most of my classmates as well. And I remember them saying like, oh, why didn't anyone tell us to look at the book during the summer? But I think it's one of those things. It's like even if they did
0: would you really, or maybe yeah. you look you can't really like teach yourself occlusion?
1: No, or would you really understand how to apply it or in what context it would be taught in? So maybe, yeah, you, could look through it just to get familiar
0: with the language. but I, I, I mean, I think a dental assistant didn't necessarily, it helped me in some ways, like, yes, learning that terminology and, like, with my fears, but I was not a very good dental assistant, so maybe that's why I didn't feel like it was helpful <laughs> to me. So I had to, like, learn how to, I struggled in radiology, like, taking radiographs, because they're trying to teach me how to use do it with, like, the different angles and Whatever they, I didn't the I can't remember terminology anymore, and I'm like that. Bisecting. Yeah, like bisecting Bisetic technique. technique yeah. They would give us those cute tips, and they're like lining it up. With I'm like I don't know what you're doing, man. Just I like, just eye it. I just eyeball shit. it. Yeah, <laughs> and just like yeah. And I'm sure as a dental assistant, I had like overlaps and stuff. I just wasn't taught very well, and so I I did have to like unlearn a lot of things. And also, we in the practice that I was at, we we called basically everything a profi polishing or. Like, just polishing alone is a profi, And so those always, like, really confused me because I was like, I mean, there was no, like, in between. There was no debridements. There was no, like, 43, 41. There was just, like, profy, which could be polishing or profi, which could be, like, a regular hygiene visit or or a debridement. A debridement was usually an SRP, right? Or So it was, it was, like, a deep cleaning and a profi. And so there was just like a lot of confusing terminology. It was like, because they would call the handpiece piece a prophy. They, the they would call the angle a prophy. Oh. They would call the prophy a and the polishing a prophy. So there was just like a lot of like, wait, what? Oh, why are you calling? That's not how we call it in my practice. You know, just like bad habits that I had to unlearn. You know, poor I infection control that. kind of thing. Oh. <laughs> so I just, I just I didn't know, right? No, I just, absolutely. I didn't know. So I don't want people to feel like you have to be a dental assistant um, to be successful. Because I had some classmates who were super successful and weren't dental assistants. But I did think it helped in in some in some portions.
1: Oh yeah, I think you you know. You went back on like just being comfortable in the dental atmosphere. If you aren't a dental assistant, maybe you can go and shadow a dental office, you know, let them know you're going into dental hygiene school. Because I think just being comfortable in the setting and knowing what is where is already one less thing you have to worry about. Yeah. Um, I had a colleague, she said she had a classmate. So the first semester is usually the books. You're not too much in clinic or you have a partner. And it was the second semester. Her classmate
0: realized she can't handle saliva. Like wow. saliva just oh, assaults We her. had somebody pass out. So she quit. Yes. Ah. I had, we had a classmate who she did perio rotation or OS rotation when there was like a lot of blood and one of them passed out and oh dropped out of hygiene school. That might have been two different people. Maybe one person passed out and another person dropped out of hygiene school because of like the experience. But yeah, like it is bloody. It was a little. Was it a requirement for your program to um, shadow before? it going was apply. a requirement no no actually no it wasn't a requirement during my time it is a requirement now but what if you just went to like a hygienist who was in a practice like all they do is proofies right or they don't like, have like if you come to my practice and we're a nonprofit, all i do all day is srp so all i do is see blood but if you're in a practice that has like a long-standing kind of you know patience you might not see a whole lot of that bleeding that's true, or an extraction. Which <laughs> um, so I love, me some extractions. I know. I know. I'm like those are cool. Graphs are cool. <laughs> <laughs> so I would say, um, don't waste a whole lot of your money on. Some fake scrubs. You don't have to look cute. We wanna look cute, but you don't have to look cute. And <laughs> you never know right? no, too. Some schools require certain brands or certain colors. Certain so don't col- waste yeah. the money
2: now. Wait until you're making the money to spend the money. You know? Yeah, like, exactly. Hey, the fix is always gonna be around.
1: That's true. <laughs> well, they weren't around oh, when I was for a student, so <laughs> it was it was the grease Anatomy. The Grey's Anatomy. That yeah. was like that was like the the cool screen. athletic <laughs>
0: waistband. Side thing, but When I was in hygiene school, I was watching Grey's Anatomy, like rewatched up to like whatever season they were on at that point. And I still like love the series. I started rewatching it a lot recently. And now that I know a whole lot more than I did my first semester in hygiene school, I'm like, there are so many inconsistencies here in the show. Like in one point, Meredith has to give part of her liver to her dad. And then like Derek has this like successful thing. And so like she opens up the champagne, takes a drink of the champagne. I was like, you just gave away part of your liver and you're drinking. That's, that's inaccurate inaccurate. <laughs> now I'm like, oh man, I feel like I know so much now. Although if I had to do redo hygiene school again, I don't think I could do it. I'm tired.
1: Yeah, it's a lot. I would say do what you want to do that yes makes sense. so if you are a traveler and you want to sightsee you may not I mean you do have like small breaks throughout those two years but if that's what your heart desires
0: and you do that something regularly then do that now taking time off and doing nothing the summer before is perfectly okay because you're going to spend the next two years being busy and that would be the other thing I would say is prepare your family let that your family your friends significant other Let them know that you're going to be busy, that maybe you can't go to all the get togethers and all the parties and all the concerts because one, you have to study or because two, you don't have the money for it. And my first semester, I was still living at home and my mom would be like, oh, we have people over, come out. And like, I'm like, know, I have to study. I got to study, mom. Like th- those are important conversations to have. Like letting your friends know, hey, I'm not communicating with you. Doesn't mean I don't still love you or care about your friendship, but I'm busy with school right now. Yeah, I was,
1: my husband now um, was my boyfriend then and we were long distance. He lived in Mississippi and I was in Texas. And thankfully we were both in school during the same time. So it wasn't like, he needed attention or he needed a talk and I wasn't available or vice versa. Um, so we were like both busy and both understood we had schoolwork. So that like because people are like, what you did? I think we did like six
0: years long distance. Like, how did you do? It? It's like, well, we were both in school at the same so time. My husband and I actually, we broke up, I think, my first semester of hygiene school wow. and his first semester of dental school. Isn't that crazy? Like that's, I mean, we don't, ca- they don't count so much but <laughs> we're out for like that long, but yeah, it was a stressful time. I would say I was, he, I was a very poor communicator and he was a very poor communicator. So I would be really bad about like texting him back and communicating. And then when he moved to Minnesota to go to dental school, it was the same thing. Like he like wouldn't communicate. And so we ended up having like rules for each other. So now our rule, even now into marriage, our rule is you have to at least text me that you're alive, right? In the morning and then text me good night at night. Let me know that you're back in your hotel room because I travel for work. Let me know that you're back home. Sometimes I don't forget, he'll, he'll text me. He's like, hey, let me know if you made it safely to Amy's uh, because it was raining and I forgot. And like, oh, hey, sorry. Yes, I'm st- I am alive. But yeah, that hygiene school is... You have to set those, have those conversations because it is, it is a tough time, it's a stressful time. And your support
2: system is going to be so big for those two, four years, however long yeah. your program is. It's going to be absolutely necessary.
1: I know it's temporary. I you know, like we talk about how stressful and hard it is, and challenge the challenges you'll face. But it,
0: it's, and it's so worth it too. And you'll overcome. I get think through it. for me, hygiene has been such a great blessing in my life. And so one of the things that I did before hygiene school was I tried to make sure that I was like super organized. So I bought a paper planner. I'm good with like actual. Planners, not digital. So I printed everything out. I had, I read all the syllabi. I put down in my calendar like these are the dates where I have exams. And actually, once I got kind of got into the rhythm of things in hygiene school, I figured out how many days in advance I needed to study for each exam. Like I knew for Intro to Dental Hygiene probably only one day but I knew for dental anatomy, I needed like two to three days. And so I would, in my calendar, I would also mark down, these are the days that I'm going to be studying, dedicating to studying this like subject. And I would say that's the other advice I would give you is maybe figure out during this time what your study style is. Because I think that we all have like different study styles. Some People like to do groups. I personally don't do well in groups. I need to like read and reread and write things out. And once I was able to figure that out, that helped me then prepare myself for my exams and putting in like what due dates for maybe had an essay due like all those different things that sometimes add up
2: and maybe that summer before too finding a spot in your home or maybe it's not even your home finding a spot where you want to do your studying i know some girls like to do a cafe just away from their family if they have a loud home or if they don't have like a spot that they can really dedicate but if you do have a spot you can dedicate in your home Start with it severely organized, build that space in the summer when you don't have things that are going to clutter it up and then, you know, get yourself a good planner, get yourself, you know, colored pens. Maybe that's your thing. Flare pens, highlighters, you know, make it cute because the last thing you're going to want to spend time on is like decorating a study spot during, you're not going to have the time. So to be able to start the program with that dedicated space is going to be so crucial.
0: Yeah. For sure. And some
1: programs they have handbooks and they give you that hand they either like have it online or they have it beforehand. I think that was something I, I did. <laughs> I may have is go through the handbook and maybe go ahead and like flag and categorize the pages so that it's like a- it can be a quick reference for you. I had a really great mentor, um, Amber actually set me up with her and she like copied my she created a planner for me. Wow and printed it. Yeah. She, it was amazing. She's now a dentist. She just graduated from dental school. Yes, congratulations, that's me. And then she also put part of like the handbook and uh, categorized everything for me. It was, it was amazing. And I was able to like pass that down, pass a version of my, make my version pass that down to my little. I think whatever you can do, like you said, Amy, to get you organized so you have a smooth start. One less thing to worry about, yeah. you know, when you start. I think it
0: it's a good point about the mentor-mentee thing. Our school had mentors and mentees, and but if your school doesn't, maybe try connecting with somebody who's in a second-year class, you know, in a class above yours who could give you some advice on, like, current practices, things that may not be in the handbook, right? Things that they don't may forget to share with you. Like, for us, I would say, you know, we had to pay for parking and one of the tricks would be like, hey, instead of paying for parking, go parking off El say, You just got to get there early and go, 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 go park on the street. So like things that wouldn't be in the handbook, right? Okay, this is another thing. I wouldn't suggest that you do this. And I'm not saying that your program allows this or like you even could do this in your program, but I was poor, okay? I was a single mom with two kids. I ended up buying my hygiene instruments from a student who had failed out the first semester. Now, I wouldn't advise this, I wouldn't advise you to buy your instruments from a student who went through the entire two years, because then their instruments would likely be dull. But for me, I mean, it did save me some money. And my program at the time did allow that. And her instruments were were very like new. So... That was something that did save me a little bit. Yeah, I was able to do that as well. I think
1: she quit after her first year because her her instruments were pretty new as well. But I had classmates where they bought it for people who went through that two years, and so I think after my class, they they implemented that they ha- you have to buy them new. Mm-hmm.
0: I like I understand that too. Mines were like almost like new, whatever the <laughs> it is. But yeah, I did try to buy some of my books used as long as they were like the same like version. So trying to get that. Book list Hopefully, in advance, you can start ordering some of those books. Or seeing a second year, like you said, maybe they'll sell you their books. Yeah, maybe a second year will sell you their books. Or somebody, yeah, somebody who just graduated, that would be good.
2: Because there's certain books that. Well, I know for me, I kept some books. There were certain like local anesthesia. I kept. Um, I kept farm. I kept. uh, I can't remember all of them. I I couldn't give up Wilkins. (laughs) Like what is That's like my rite of passage. I wasn't giving that to anybody. But there's a couple I kept. But there were some. I think Perio. I gave up some that I knew the information is going to change so drastically yeah. every year to year that I know it's going to be obsolete and I'm not going to get that up-to-date information. A lot of it, I, I just, radiology, I think I, I may have, actually, I don't remember on that one, but there are some books that people are very willing to give up because your community, yeah, like that <gasps> stuff's always going to change. I know, I, no, I know. I, 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 I take that, I that back. Me. I apologize. That was, that was bad. No, <laughs> <laughs> but, but it I, was, no, but it was, you know, you're just talking about like the media and the mode. It's not, you know, it's stuff you don't really need to carry on. Sure
0: congratulations. I'm This is an exciting time, right? Yes. Um, I would say embrace it. One of the things that I think I regretted now I've, I'm trying to live more like is being in the moment and enjoying those little moments that like taking it in, it's your first day of hygiene school, right? Like as you're walking in that building, like let it be okay to accept like that joy or that sadness or those emotions. When I graduated hygiene school, I walked across that stage and I wanted to cry and I didn't because I was afraid of like messing with my makeup. And it's such a silly <laughs> thing. And I wish I had let myself enjoy that moment. I wish I had let myself like cry and like being the first person in my family to graduate from college. To me, that That's was like, a, it, it was, it was such a huge accomplishment and I didn't allow myself to like feel the emotions. So allow yourself the opportunity to feel the things, the good and the bad and, and enjoy this time because while sometimes it's hard getting through it at the end, I bet you look back in it and think fondly of, of this experience. And, and you might even miss it.
2: And take pictures. I did not take pictures because I was so obsessed with my grades and studying. And I think I just always looked like a gremlin that I just never wanted to be captured in a photograph. But I, I wish I had more pictures. I do have one picture of the first time I ever tried on scrubs <sighs> at Scrub Warehouse. And I took a selfie in the fitting room because I was so excited because that was the first time I had ever put scrubs on. And it was for hygiene school. And I cherish that photo. But I wish... I had more photos like, you know, before hygiene school that summer, during hygiene school, graduate, yeah. capture all of those moments because you only do it
0: once, you know. We look forward to hopefully hearing from all of you in your journey. If you need to cry <laughs> or complain <laughs> or share like your joys with us, um, please reach out to us. We're happy to answer all your questions. Thank you for listening to Positively Hygiene. Join us every Tuesday for a new episode.
2: Don't forget to follow us on Instagram for the opportunity for how you can contribute to our podcast. And follow and review
0: Positively Hygiene on Apple and Spotify podcast.